You're listening to The Living Word with Danny Hodges of Calvary Chapel Fellowship in St. Pete. the early church, people like Peter who, who wrote this, you read the, the book of Acts, you realize what these early Christians had to deal with. I mean, they're beating them, they're throwing them in jail, prison, and there are places in the world right now, right now, where if you name the name of Jesus Christ and you really worth your salt as a Christian, you're going to suffer physically. Right now, there are Christians suffering as we sit here in a church service. Fear is hands down one of the biggest hindrances of our everyday lives, affecting both believers and non-believers alike. From fear of rejection, critique, failure, or even persecution, we often let our fears get the best of us, despite how many times Scripture clearly says, do not fear. In today's message, Pastor Danny reflects on the suffering that the early church went through, that many experience today. In his study, you'll learn that while fear is indeed natural, many of us have a lot less to fear than we might think. Now here's Pastor Danny in the book of 1 Peter chapter 3 with today's edition of The Living Word. Look at verse 13, 1 Peter chapter 3. Who is going to harm you if you're eager to do good? But even if you should suffer for what is right, you're blessed. Do not fear what they fear. Do not be frightened, but in your heart set apart Christ as Lord. Always be prepared to give an answer to everyone who asks you to give the reason for the hope that you have. But do this with gentleness and respect, keeping a clear conscience so that those who speak maliciously against your good behavior in Christ may be ashamed of their slander. It is better, if it is God's will, to suffer for doing good than for doing evil. For Christ died for sins once for all, the righteous for the unrighteous, to bring you to God. He was put to death in the body, but made alive by the Spirit. Now, from that section, I pulled out one statement, and it really says it. Don't give in to fear. It's actually a quote from Isaiah chapter 8. Let me read you Isaiah chapter 8. It's actually Isaiah chapter 8 verse 12. But if I go back and read verse 11, we'll get a better understanding of what God was saying through the pen of Isaiah here. Verse 11, the Lord spoke to me with his strong hand upon me, warning me not to follow the way of this people. Now, the people he's talking about includes Israel, but Israel in a backslidden state, and they were acting like unbelievers, not believers. Then the next statement, don't follow the way of this people. Don't call conspiracy everything that these people call conspiracy, and do not fear what they fear, and don't dread it. Well, what do people that don't know the Lord fear? You know one of the things they fear? And listen, we all had to deal with this and still do. Starts early in life. You know what it is? Blessed are you when men hate you, when they exclude you, insult you, reject your name as evil because of the Son of Man. But that's after becoming a Christian. There's a fear of ridicule and rejection even before you come to Christ. Started for me as a young boy. I've done a lot of things over the years to try to fit in. Come on now. Come on now. Can I get a witness? Come on. We all fear it. It's a natural thing. It starts when you're young. And it doesn't end when you're old. 
I want to f- be accepted. I won't go around looking for ridicule and rejection because I'm a Christian. Who does that? You're weird if you do that. You're weird. I'm not going to hang out with you. Fear of threats. Threats. Isaiah, the context of Isaiah, that statement, don't fear what they fear. I mean, over and over again, they had these enemy armies coming against them. Ultimately from the hand of God because they kept going back into idolatry. Every now and then you get a king like Hezekiah uh, who would go to God and say, God, we can't stand against this innumerable army, but Lord, we're, we're, we're focusing on you. We're depending on you. And by faith, they would pray and they would stand in faith. And God, if you read some of those stories, God would defeat tremendous armies because they responded in faith. Asa, one of the good kings. He did that. And God gave great victory over this army. And then years later, same king, but years later, another army comes against him. But this time he doesn't do what he had done years before. He's backslidden, if you will. He's not walking in faith. And he makes a treaty with another foreign country, nation, in order to divert the enemy that's coming against them. God sends a prophet to Asa and rebukes him, but he doesn't receive it. He gets angry, has the prophet thrown in jail. And what was the motivation? It was fear. And it was, the enemy wasn't even there physically. The enemy was just threatening. We are going to come and you, you are doomed. And sometimes just the fear of the threat. Hey, We don't have to deal with it a lot in America, but it still happens sometimes. It still happens sometimes. You understand the early church, people like Peter who who wrote this. You read the the book of Acts. You realize what these early Christians had to deal with. I mean, they're beating them. They're throwing them in jail, prison. And there are places in the world right now, right now, where if you name the name of Jesus Christ and you really worth your salt as a Christian, you're going to suffer physically. Right now, there are Christians suffering as we sit here in a church service in other countries in the world for their faith. But let me tell you something, it's worth it. Whatever you got to go through, whatever you got to go through. And then there's this fear, and it's a very real one, the fear of death. Why do we fear death? Ecclesiastes 3.11. God has set eternity in our heart. We know that when we die, it's not the end. And if you have not secured a savior and there's only one and his name is Jesus, you're not ready to die. You don't want to die because you die without a savior. That's it. There is no purgatory. There is nobody that can pray you out of some place. That's not in the Bible. Nowhere, nowhere. It's appointed unto man once to die. And then the judgment, you won't have a second chance. That's it. That's why Jesus said, don't be afraid of those who kill the body, but cannot kill the soul. Rather, be afraid of the one who can destroy both soul and body in hell, which is interesting. Some people think, you know, they're just going to be spirits in hell. No, they're going to have a body. Just like I'm going to have a new body, only I'm going to live in glory. First martyr of the early church, a man named Stephen. If you'd like to turn to the book of Acts chapter 6. And I'm so, oh, I want to be like him. I want to be like him. (laughs) But I don't want to die. (laughs) I know where I'm headed. I just don't want, I'm not, I'm concerned about the process. That's all. (laughs) 
I want to go to sleep and I want to wake up in glory. Who doesn't? Who doesn't? Stephen, chapter 6 of Acts, verse 8. Now, Stephen, a man full of God's grace and power, did great wonders and miraculous signs among the people. Opposition arose, however, from members of the synagogue of the freedmen, as it was called, Jews of Cyrene and Alexandria, as well as the provinces of Cilicia and Asia. These men began to argue with Stephen, but they couldn't stand up against his wisdom or the spirit by whom he spoke. And then they secretly persuaded some men to say, we've heard Stephen speak words of blasphemy against Moses and against God. So they stirred up the people and the elders and the teachers of the law. They seized Stephen and brought him before the Sanhedrin. That's the Supreme Court. They produced false witnesses who testified, this fellow never stopped speaking against this holy place and against the law. For we have heard him say that this Jesus of Nazareth will destroy this place and change the customs Moses handed down to us. I love this next statement. All who were sitting in the Sanhedrin looked intently at Stephen and they saw that his face was like the face of an angel. Let me tell you, what the message was on his face. In spite of what I'm having to suffer, I have hope. I have hope. That's what Peter says. Do not fear what they fear. Do not be frightened. In your heart set apart Christ as Lord. Always prepared to give an answer to everyone who asks you to give the reason for the hope that you have. Stephen, here he is glowing. Despite the opposition that he's facing. Well, chapter 7 is a spirit-inspired, blistering message by Stephen to his audience. They don't receive it well. His conclusion is not a poem. It's not a warm fuzzy. Verse 51 of chapter 7, you stiff-necked people with uncircumcised hearts and ears. You're just like your fathers. You always resist the Holy Spirit. Was there ever a prophet your fathers didn't persecute? They even killed those who predicted the coming of the righteous one, Jesus. And now you've betrayed and murdered him. You who have received the law that was put into effect through angels, but have not obeyed it. And when they heard this, they were furious and gnashed their teeth at him. They're mad. But Stephen, full of the Holy Spirit, looked up to heaven and he saw the glory of God and Jesus standing at the right hand of God. Look, he said, I see heaven open and the Son of Man standing at the right hand of God. That's where his focus was. The Apostle Peter's first letter encouraged the lives of believers spread far and wide, forced from their home due to their devotion to Jesus. Today, though you may not be facing the same kind of persecution, there will be people that oppose your message of hope. The enemy wants you to be silent, but your story and the grace of Jesus just can't be kept silent. Don't hide Jesus from people. Live him out in your daily life and proclaim his praises wherever you go. Thanks for tuning in today for Pastor Danny's teaching on the Living Word. If you'd like to hear more of his messages from this series on the book of 1 Peter, visit ccfstpete.church. Feel free to download or share the teachings you find from the Living Word, or visit our YouTube channel. 
There you can immerse yourself in our weekly services. We'd encourage you to subscribe to our YouTube channel too. That way you'll be notified as soon as we post anything new. If you're in the St. Petersburg area, we'd love to meet you. Join us at Calvary Chapel Fellowship on Saturday at 6 p.m. or Sunday at 9 or 11 a.m. for a time of worship and Bible study. Find out more about Calvary Chapel Fellowship at our website, ccfstpete.church. If you can't join us in person, we do offer a live stream of our weekend services. Just visit the website and click the link in the menu. Thanks for tuning in today to The Living Word.